episode four. Episode four. Uh, so this is, well, let's not do the formal announcement quite yet. Um, you've got your notes up. Uh, and let me just see. I want to have my notes for my segment because uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about today, people. Um, so many, so many. This is not actually going to be the. Some of them might be. We might. I might use this. Okay. Role. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> B-roll. Yeah, this is the. You know how I do a pro. I mean, the whole time. podcast is B-roll, though. And the whole podcast <laughs> is B-roll. So B-roll is a strong word. C-roll. <laughs> Episode four. Episode four. Uh, the Phantom Menace. The the, the Rod Awakens. The Rod Awakens. The Rod Awakens. Yeah. yeah the Rod guess. Strikes Back. No, we already did the Rod Strikes Back. Yeah, that was episode two. Um, la- oh, you know what I what I would love it for to be the last Rodney. <laughs> well, let's wait till we get there. <laughs> okay. That's, that's episode six. All right. The last right, right. Rodney. Anyway, I'm Joel. I'm Jeremy. Uh, and this is your uh, monthly at this rate. Uh, it's still not quite monthly. We're working towards monthly. Pseudo monthly. Pseudo monthly. Pseudo monthly podcast about all things Rodney Glassman, the highs, the lows, mostly the lows, and the the, the sewage, the sewage, and <laughs> and the creamy, creamy middles. Um, oh God! Can you just? Uh, I don't forget it. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> All right, I'm drinking on mic, which is always a bad idea. All right, so uh, we do have some uh, fascinating news for you this week, a couple of things. Um, you know, we do have news, and quickly point out, people said, how can you make a podcast about Rodney Glassman, a semi-regular podcast, because you're going to run out of things yeah, yeah, to say. Yeah. I said, I guarantee you, we will never run out of things oh. to say, and Rodney has not disappointed. This was the conversation I had right before I came over here. I was at Happy Hour, and our, our mutual friend Brad was like, how do you guys keep doing that? Like, how much is there to talk about Rodney? And it turns out, so much. So he, he, very he, much. He generates so much... I don't know, smegma? Yeah, smegma. Mucus? Santorum? Santorum. He generates a lot of Santorum. And (laughs) we can spread it on toast and crackers all day, every day. (laughs) The the, the Xennials, the Gen Zs are not going to get that They have no idea what Santorum (laughs) is. Because Lord knows we have so many Gen Z fans. (laughs) Uh, We're we're this close to starting a uh, glass rod uh, TikTok for y'all. All right, so I bet you there is a Rodney Glassman TikTok channel. We're gonna look at that. That's for gonna be. We're gonna look at that for an episode. That's gonna be a fun yeah, episode. There's a Rodney right Glassman there. TikTok. All right, so um, as per usual, we are coming at you with two segments. The first of which is the Rod Report. Rod Report. That's gonna be Joel's bag, and then also I'm gonna hit you up with a little bit of the. This is where I need like one of those like air horns, like the <laughs> morning radio. I was shot, thinking shot. clown noses. Yeah. <laughs> That's more our speed. The uh, the glass from the past, and and like I said, we got good news for today. And I also think I've got a good glass from the past. We've been hard at work researching this one this week. Yeah, we do. We do a great job researching in the twenty minutes between dinner and when we launch right. the audio application and, to record. And I just want to make clear: everything we state is absolutely factual. Within the realm of, of the First Amendment to the, the United Amendment. States Constitution. Uh-huh. And since Rodney is a public figure. And we are well versed in defamation law. Unless we act with actual malice. And I think most people would admit this is passive malice. Really at Satirical best. malice. Satirical. Pseudo, again, pseudo malice. So I'm not even sure it qualifies as malice because 
this podcast talking shit about Rodney Glassman brings us so much joy. <laughs> I would actually go to trial on this issue, and I would love for somebody to listen to our voices and try and prove malice. Well, and I will say this, all we need is any judge that hates Rodney Glassman, which is every judge in the state of Arizona and probably most of district court. We're probably good to go. All right, so let's. I'm going to turn it over to Joel with the Rod report. All right, so we have two pieces of news out of Rodney World for the la- over the last Rodney couple of weeks. World. <laughs> um, the, one, the world's worst, of the world's worst world, uh, the world's worst world, the universe's worst world. It's like Thanos if Thanos uh, was stillborn and just had no no ability to create anything new. Right. Um, but still wanted to destroy half the universe. If, I feel like that's Rodney. Well, if Rodney did ever get the Infinity Gauntlet, he would snap his finger and half the universe would vanish. The other half would be like, can we go too? Like, <laughs> what would Rodney do with the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet? Like, if Rodney had ultimate power, oh. I think it would just be a world full of Rodneys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worshipping Rodney and voting for Rodney. Rodney, yeah. 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 It would just be self-replicate. It'd be the Matrix, but so much more pathetic and boring. <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like Agent Smith without the accomplishment. Yeah, God. Agent Smith without the accomplishment or drive or self-respect, <laughs> but all of the ego. Right. Anyway, the Rod Report. So, uh, two pieces of news from uh, Agent Smith-Rodney world. <laughs> Uh, on, when is it, uh, January, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, Rodney sent out an email that he has received an endorsement from the Prescott Police Association and the Phoenix Police Sergeants and Lieutenants Association. Now, this in and of itself, Jeremy, is not news. Rodney kissing the ass of law enforcement and trying to prove that is he is the most pro-gun and pro-cop of all the candidates is not actually news. Well, and also I want to follow up real quick. You said the, the Prescott Police uh, Association. That would be the same police association of his previous blatant anti-Semitic endorsement from Paul Gosar's. Yes. Okay. So he's really courting that northern Arizona anti-Semitic vote. Good. Doing Good. it very, Got very it well. Got it locked down. Got it locked yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, for a Jew, he's doing great on locking down the Nazis. <laughs> Uh, so Rodney has the support from these two law enforcement agencies, which is fine. Like, like I said, not news. What I think is news is the second to last line of this email. And I'm going to quote it because when I saw it, it blew my mind that I immediately sent a screenshot to Jeremy and said, this is episode four. <laughs> well, and, and let me just real quick. Um, there are times when Joel will send me screenshots of things or whatever, and I read them, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really see the humor in this. The second he sent it to me when I got done reading it, I was like, oh, my God. It's it's unbelievable. So I'm going to actually start with the, the, the paragraph above. Quote, Rodney is honored to have support from law enforcement all throughout Arizona, including an endorsement from the Flagstaff Law Enforcement Association. It's clear that the law enforcement community supports Rodney's plan of protecting you from the government. (laughs) I want to read that again. The law enforcement community supports Rodney's plan of protecting you from the government. You know, we throw around Orwell and 1984 (laughs) and doublethink a lot. But that is the most Orwellian doublethink shit that law enforcement is going to help Rodney protect you from the government. The government being law enforcement. Right. The men with guns and badges who come right. in and shoot you if you're black, take you to jail if you're white, if you do something wrong. Right. If you break the law. So, so 
this is a conversation Joel and I have had multiple times outside of Rodney, uh, off my, just uh, in our own setting. And I know this doesn't need to be preached to you all that listen to this podcast because you're primarily left of center. We've looked at our demographic, not X, singular. Dem- we know you all by name. Right. So we, we know what affiliation you are. It wasn't really that hard. Right. Um, and... What uh, I have a few friends that are like honest to God, like libertarians, like true, like libertarians, and and they're okay people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. I wouldn't want to share a national health care plan exactly. with them, exactly. But they're all right. I, I get along great with them, but you know. But what I will say is, the true honest to God libertarians are also incredibly anti-police um, because what they get that most of the right wing in this country doesn't seem to understand. Is that authoritarianism, a police state, if you will, starts with um, uh, police. Police. I'm going with police. Police. Police oh, right state there. starts with police. I was going to go George Soros, but I guess yeah, it's the police. It's, it's the, the police. police, which is why every revolution, when they start consolidating the revolution, the very first organ they create is a secret police. Yeah. Is a organization of police officers they call it the cheka they call it the Brown gestapo birds. they call it whatever it is that is designed to go out and hunt down and imprison or right. kill the opponents of the revolution right. so if you really want to consolidate power permanent power the first thing you have to do is establish a police force and rodney's claim and i can't figure out i, I mean he's not a smart man he's, he's not a sharp glass rod he's a very he's a very dull <laughs> glass rod dull and smooth he's a very dull very smooth glass rod he doesn't have any of the crevices that you expect from a cranium where all the you know neurons fire yeah, yeah. but when he says quote it's clear that the law enforcement community supports rodney's plan of protecting you from the government i think he I don't think he appreciates the irony of that. Also, let's let's not lose sight of the fact that Rodney is running for a position in well, I mean that's the just, government. <laughs> not just a position in the government. Lest we forget, he is running to become Arizona Attorney General, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the single most important and powerful governmental official in the area of law enforcement uh-huh. in the state yes. of Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, it boggles, it boggles the mind. This would be akin to, and I'm not going to go back to fucking Goodwin's Lawn and, and bringing about Nazis. Although, let's face it, Rodney Glassman, by getting Gosar's endorsement, opened I, the door I was going to say, I feel like Goodman's Law yeah, is suspended but, when the subject of the conversation is courting know, actual Nazis. I know, I know, I know, but still, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's not tacky cliche, let's put it that way. So, But what I will make an analogy to is this would be... As if Fidel Castro was running on a platform that he's going to protect you from Soviet communism. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, if Rodney was Batista's running mate, they'd be running on an anti-mafia platform, (laughs) right? right? Exactly, exactly. It's fucking insane. It's like, it's like, (laughs) it's it's like, uh, it's like if Eisenhower had said, um... You know what? No, I, I've thought about it. I support the military-industrial right. complex. <laughs> Which, ironically, he did, but that's another yes, story. Well, but that's... Anyway. What is... But Jeremy, let me ask you. So I think we both think that Rodney doesn't understand, appreciate, is intellectually capable of getting irony. So if this statement isn't ironic, what do you think Rodney thinks he means 
by his plan of using law enforcement support to protect us, the voters, from the government. Like, in his mind, what does that mean? So I have assumed for a while now uh, that Rodney thinks the government is immigrants. Because <laughs> it's the only way this makes sense. Immigrants, poor people, right. people who don't golf, <laughs> people. and people who don't own factory farms. Exactly. Exactly. People that... Small business owners. Small business owners. <laughs> <You know. laughs> the, the tyranny of small business Rodney, owners. Rodney's the only elected official who, if he wins, is going to talk about how much he supports the large business owners. <laughs> and the problem with America is those <laughs> communist small those, business owners. Listen, those small business owners, if there's... They're part of the community. Where, where does the word communism come from, Joel? Ah, that's really clever, Think actually. Communism, it. commune, small business owner. Yep. Yeah, yep. that makes sense. So, no, um, in, in all seriousness... Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, then turn off this podcast, but right. continue. Uh, let's do a deep dive on the social contract theory. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it goes back to... And, and this is something, again, all our listeners parenthesis yeah uh, are familiar with is that the modern right in this this country is obsessed with this belief that the government is some sort of liberal controlled deep state that somehow there's a government that exists outside of the government um it it, it, it is to go back to again not to make a cliche analogy but to go back to what you said before it is the ultimate 1984 like big brother is here to protect you from all of the enemies and the government that would seize control if Big Brother wasn't here. And that's basically Glassman's platform. That's Rodney's platform. I think you're 100% right. And we'll end on, I think, a great... We'll end our first news item on a great quote from Orwell in 1984, which I think proves Jeremy's point. And Orwell writes, quote, The party seeks power entirely for its own sake. We are not interested in the good of others. We are interested solely in power. Not wealth or luxury or long life or happiness. Only power, pure power. Power is not a means, it's an end. One does not establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship. That really does a great job, I think, of encapsulating Rodney and what he does and why he does it. Because he's already rich. He oh, was yeah. born rich. He'll die rich. Luxury, I mean, I'm sure he likes luxury. I have no doubt that he loves sitting in first class, drinking martinis, spitting on the stray small businessman <laughs> that wanders back in the coach. <laughs> or, or the, the, God forbid, the man who actually finally gathered together enough points to right. fucking actually ride in first class. Right, and... right. I mean, he definitely likes wealth and luxury. I mean, he... He loves his weekly massage happy endings from yes. the women who are being sex trafficked, yes. which he's not going to prosecute when he eventually right. gets to be attorney general because they're not right. small white girls who are being sex trafficked. They're immigrants and victims right. of capitalism. And also he'll be too busy pro uh, prosecuting, you know, protesters. Right, right. Um, so he loves people. wealth and luxury, but clearly anybody who knows Rodney and anybody who's curious about why he does what he does, he seeks power entirely for its own sake. Well, and also the other thing to fall back on what you mentioned before is, you know, what is, like, if, if Rodney had the Infinity Gauntlet, what would he do? And I think he, your sort of answer... As much of a joke as it is, as I think is telling, is a world of Rodney's is he has no greater means. Yep. Uh, you know, there is no greater uh, 
and I've used this word before, uh, not to rip off Big Lebowski, but there is no greater ethos. There is no greater sense of purpose, sense of ethics to him. It, it is just power for the sake of power. And also, to go back to our Trump comparisons from before, um, it's it's the same fucking pedagogy. It's, it's, it's a man who is a failed real estate mogul that is desperate to prove how important he is and win the father's love that he never had um, <laughs> with a man who is a desperate <laughs> small-town ice skating rink oh, owner gosh. who is desperate to prove that he can succeed at anything. And he's he's just going to keep grasping at power for the sake of his own neuroses and his own validation and he's gonna destroy us all in the process and that is and speaking of destroy us all in the process which brings us to item number two in uh the rod report which we'd like to share with you the first i think it's first doesn't really matter maybe first maybe second financial reports just came out the first public ones came out so you might be saying to yourself well listen rodney is a pos and he's a silly man, and Jeremy and Joel <laughs> like talking about this silly man because they're silly men, and there is no chance that Rodney is going to win because he never wins anything. You know, like back when Trump was a joke, like back when Trump there was, was no a chance joke, he right. was going to win, that sort of thing. Well, in case you are laughing with us, as we <laughs> hope you occasionally are, maybe start crying with us as well, yeah. because according to the latest fundraising figures, Rodney has raised more money not just than any other Republican candidate running for attorney general, but he's raised more money than any other Republican or Democratic candidate running for attorney general. Rodney has raised $1.2 million so far. The second highest fundraiser is Andrew Gould, also a Republican, who's raised $750 million. And just in case you're a good Democrat... $750,000. Thousand dollars, excuse me, to Rodney's one point two million. And just in case you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, though, the Democratic Party is going to come in and save us <laughs> because we've done such a bang up job in Arizona. I mean, Arizona Democrats, Kirsten yeah, Sinema, yeah. just killing, killing it, it left, right, and center. She's going to save the world. In case you're wondering, or in case you're thinking that. Don't be alarmed. The Democrats, all Democratic candidates together. Combined. Combined. Wait, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. And I already know this number, but I'm, I'm going to try to fill in for you, audience at home. All Democrats combined. So we've got Rodney's at 1.2. The next, we've got, the next best is seven, three quarters of a million. Three quarters of a million. So we've got talking, three Democrats running for attorney all right, general. So we're talking amongst the top two Republicans about three million. Yes. Okay. So then, um, so we're talking about, and that's going to scale down a little bit, but let's say an average of about a million dollars. Good guess. Good guess. And we've got, you said three Democrats. Three Democrats. Uh, And so let's see, let's do a little math. It's Arizona, so they're going to (laughs) pull a little less. So let's say each one only pulls about 800,000 on average between the top three. So that's what, about two and a half million, somewhere around there. So about two and a half million, right? Two and a half million. It's a good guess, good Mm -hmm. guess. So Rodney Glassman, 1.2 million. Andrew Gould, also a Republican, three quarters of a million. All Democrats combine $478,000. $478,000. The top Democratic fundraiser for Attorney General, our good friend Bob McMurder, Bob McWhorter, 
I like McMurder better, McMurder. actually. <laughs> I'm sticking with McMurder. That's another podcast. Our good friend Bob McWhorter has raised the most of any Democrat, and he, even he's only raised $75,000. 75000 I'll be ge- Actually, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to round up. $76,000. And uh, there, there are a few things. <laughs> Jesus. I just... <sighs> yeah, and people wonder why we are the way they are. But there... But there is there is hope on the horizon mm-hmm. because Mark Kelly <laughs> has broken all fundraising records and raised ten million dollars. So we have nothing to fear because Mark Kelly, while he might get reelected, he will at least have raised the most money sure. in twenty twenty two when Democrats lose the House, right. lose the Senate. Right. He becomes completely ineffectual. Mm-hmm. Joe mm-hmm. Biden is on the path to losing the presidency in twenty twenty four. But because we Democrats don't give a shit about any other race besides the presidency mm-hmm. or the U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. we will have given up not just the Arizona House, not just the Arizona Senate, not just the governorship, but the attorney generalship to Rodney fucking Glassman. Yeah. yeah. So we we talked a bit about this off mic, and and this is one of these moments where I, I, I wish I had better jokes, but I just don't. <laughs> just, I mean, how many apocalypse jokes can we oh expect to come up with? Because here's the thing, and this has been so. First off, I am reluctantly still registered as a Democrat. I fucking despise the Democratic Party in this the state, and always have. Um, and and this is a big part of the reason. And Joel and I talked about this off mic, but we've also talked about this a lot before is one of the things that kills me inside and kills both of us inside is, and I, I feel like I, I need to hammer this home, we are not a red state. We are a, by registration, purple state. We And have actually been for a while. We had Democratic governors for a long time. Yeah, we there's if you look back on the registration disparity between Republicans and Democrats in the state, we have not really been a red state since Goldwater. Um but Republicans uh, continuously win, and and you can say, well, you know, but but Jeremy, the, the 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 Republicans, they're just, God, they're so rich. And to which <laughs> to which I respond with, first of all, that's not true nationally. Most of the richest people in this country that d- donate to national parties are are Democrats or or independent, if nothing else. And it's definitely not true in Arizona. Um, several of the richest people in Arizona um, are, you know, maybe not the richest. I'd have to go down the, the list. But there are several uh, real estate developers. There are several um, community leaders, several former politicians that come from wealthy families. The DeConcinis, the Grijalvas of the state that are incredibly wealthy. And, and all of the wealthy people they hang out with. And as Joel pointed out... They just keep giving money to the same three candidates, and the Dems in the state do not give a shit about anybody that's not on a national ballot. Listen, if there is one thing that the Democratic Party is world-class at, it is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome. We are world-fucking champions at that form of insanity. Yeah, we're we're really good at it. Yeah. Um, and, And I will say this, Joel... To be fair, it did work this last time because we elected Kristen Cinema. We did elect. That. I mean, the, the the great Democratic the, savior, the the, the first uh, uh, atheist LGBTQ woman uh, senator in Arizona's history, and all of those things have really led her to supporting. All of those agendas. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, democracy dies in the dark is what they normally say. Now they can say democracy dies while wearing a tutu, well, which makes it so way. much better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, listen, she's, 
She, you know, she's edgy. She wears sleeveless denim vests. She wears fuck you rings while sipping mimosas. Like, isn't that what we want from that, late 21st century capitalism? Yes, yes. That's true. what I thought. She, she is definitely the candidate of, uh, of uh, end-stage capitalist Democrats <laughs> the world over. I um, mean, Cinema Glassman... 2030 sounds pretty sweet to me. It really does. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to make Idiocracy Part 2, I'm going Cinema Glassman. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Can you imagine the two of them in the same room together? Oh, man. (laughs) What does that that conversation look like? Well, what's interesting is, it's funny because now I'm... Rodney starts singing. (laughs) Yes. And then what does Kirsten do? Um, Because she's, I mean, she's wickedly smart. No, I've never denied that. So Rodney starts singing and he starts talking about... His newest foundation that's dedicated to perfecting the singing, vo- singing voice of Rodney Crones. Right, right, right. And Kirsten responds with what? I think asking uh, her assistant if she can have him killed. And also saying that's a very interesting gesture towards bipartisanship. Right, right. I'm pretty sure bipartisan and is I'm, somewhere I'm, re- well, I, I'm glad we could reach across the aisle. Right. Um, and then she strangles him with his necktie. Yes, and because Kirsten's smart, she disposes of the body in a way that nobody, nobody finds. Will ever know. Maybe I'm now becoming a Kirsten Cinema fan. Uh, because nobody could kill Rodney as effectively as Kirsten Cinema. She knows how to get rid of a giant, fat, disgusting, awful Republican Nazi. So I know And I, I didn't mean to fat shame Rodney. I'm not I don't I'm not going there. I just like to insult him with the lowest common denominator. And, and I think I'm also don't even think he's that fat. No, he's thinner than I am, yeah. certainly. Um if there was a time he was probably chubbier than I am, but looking at his 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 Air Force fucking training <laughs> weight uh, campaign videos lately, he's thinner than I am. So I think a better than fat cuz you shouldn't fat shame. I I agree. Pudgy? I think that and that's that's not so much a body type as it just kind of encompasses him as a human being. You know what I like better than that even? Hmm. Swollen. Swollen. Everything about Rodney is swollen. Yeah, even even if he is not overweight, and you're right, there's nothing wrong with being overweight. Right. But everything about him, from his ego right. to his brain matter, like right. like he's just his body is just like bursting from the seams because it can't be it can't contain there's that just, giant vacuous gray ego. Right. There's like this noxious gas yes. that just expands yeah. his frame. He's so. the Bhopal India of, <laughs> of Arizona politicians. But what I will say is this: for all of you sitting at home saying, you know. Uh, Joel and Jeremy's podcast is is just entirely useless, and and I would I will say you're. I mean, it is. <laughs> you're about ninety seven percent accurate on that, but the three percent that I think we have to salvage is we found a use for our podcast, and that's encouraging uh, Kristen Cinema to murder Rodney Glassman. If Kirsten Cinema murders Rodney Glassman, I will vote for her in twenty twenty four. Mark it down right now. All right, it's all right, on right. tape. Take it to the bank. Kristen has my vote yes. if she kills Rodney Glassman. Yes. So uh, so we got so she's got so that think, going for her. I think that wraps up the Rod report. I don't know what else to say. I think ending on a note of of uh, of <laughs> senatorial murder is where we want to stop. Well, <laughs> very Romanesque notes. <laughs> Just bloodshed in the Senate. All uh, right. Rodney absolutely would gorge himself and then vomit just to eat more, but only if the food was gratification. Right. He would absolutely <laughs> gorge and vomit just to get more gratification. Yes. yes. If, the, if the food was just... just the, the, the pure thoughts of people praising, praising him. Praising him. Yeah. Yes. 
Like yes. like some Dante Inferno level demon just Ugh. consuming the praise of others Ugh. and then vomitorian style throwing it up. Which, by the way, that's not actually what vomitorian means, but that's a whole different thing. That's for tomorrow. That's for tomorrow. Uh, all right, so does that, I, that that's it for the news. I think that's Please. it for the Rod Report, and now we're Please. going to turn it over to Jeremy for uh, Glass from the Past. Thank, thank God. Um, I hope this is the last good news we bring to you from Rodney Glassman. At least in the Rod Report, uh, Glass from the Past is obviously always full of good news because we get to look at all the historical accomplishments of Rodney Glassman. Now, uh, Rodney Glassman might question whether or not they're accomplishments. He might say we're disparaging him. I feel or, like the fact that we're mentioning his name makes it an accomplishment in yes, his book. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, I don't ever want this to seem like we're just mocking him and accusing him of. of <laughs> God forbid we come off as mocking. Right, of, of, of just preposterous uh, historical atrocities. Right. Um, we would never do that. We would never do that. We, we're, we're documenting the resume of the top earning candidate. Oh. We're, gla- oh. we're glassmanologists. Oh. We are historians. Oh, yeah. So, so for this week, we had to dig deep, 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 deep um, into the archives. So um, I, I had our crack research team um, go through. Are you talking about my dog Maud and your cat? Yes. Okay. Jack and Maude. Jack and Maude. Jack and Maude. Which also would be a better podcast than this. (laughs) Much better podcast. (laughs) Just about how great they are. How much we love them. We would be so much more popular if instead of doing this, we just posted pictures of ourselves with Jack and Maude. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Um, In fact, edit ourselves out of them. Just just pictures of them. Yeah. Um, So, but our crack research team uh, uncovered... um, uh, both some some diaries and actually some audio uh, recordings. Really enough, yes, of a, of, of Rodney's involvement in a very important historic uh, moment. Do so, tell. So uh, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but Rodney Glassman, um, uh, obviously a man of uh, high means, comes high means, many words, very wealthy family, um, and as as most men of high means, uh, he attended uh, at, for a very brief amount of time. He attended uh, Yale. A sm- oh, I was going to say a small school outside. Yeah, of Boston. A small school, a small outside liberal arts school outside no, 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 Boston. No, 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 no. Only only uh, a certain blood relations to Joel <laughs> or, or would understand that joke. Would understand that joke. No, he attended uh, in fact a, another school. I didn't think he was smart enough to get in anywhere well, that Daddy didn't buy him admissions for. Well, so that's the funny thing about it. So what he did was um, he enrolled and audited a, a writing class. Huh. And the school we're talking about is a school you might have heard of called Yale. And uh-huh. this was back in 1980, roughly. Got it. And uh, while he was at Yale, uh, he met a man there. Uh, and I won't tell you who it is because I want to build some suspense here. Sure. But he met a man there that had some very interesting ideas. Okay. What, what sorts of ideas? Well... Amongst other ideas, this man had seen Taxi Driver many times. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, American classic. Yep. And and much like Rodney, uh, he wanted to uh, fight the international ring of pedophile merchants. Right. But only for white children. Correct. Only for white children. Right. And in fact, in watching this movie, Taxi Driver, uh, which... I am pretty sure, and I've done no research, but that I, I'm almost certain is is a is a biopic. I of, believe, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Rodney with the with the uh, with the mohawk, right, right. and the shoulder. Well, holster. and that's that's yeah. where we're going with this. Is is Rodney uh, knowing that that was a movie based in truth? Uh, 
talk to this man about how, uh, in, in fact, uh, there was a, a famous blonde white uh, child prostitute that was saved from that ring. And that woman's name was Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, right. Played that character. Um, and, and, and the man who at Yale, who Rodney talked to, um, decided that he would make it his... Uh, life's mission to get to know and to protect uh, Jodie Foster. Oh. Yes. And now, those of you sitting at home that know a little bit about history, you've probably already guessed that man's name was John Hinckley Jr. John Hinckley Jr. So, and, and this, all right, so first off, to be clear, everything I've told you so far, this was the easy part. Right. This, most of this is public record. You right. can pull Yale's records and see that Rodney Glassman and John Hinckley Jr. took that writing class together. And then, of course, we all know after that, he became obsessed with Jodie Foster. What most people don't know is that while he was there, uh, Rodney Glassman uh, gave him a fake phone number. Really? Yes. And uh, that Why fake, did he give him a fake phone number? Well, because he claimed, again, from this biopic, right. that he knew Jodie Foster and right. had her phone number. And he gave it to John Hinckley Jr. And that uh, phone number, where most people don't understand, and, and this is the part we uncovered, is most people think that his advances towards Jodie Foster went uh, unrequited. Right. But in reality, he called that phone number. That phone number was a phone number owned by Rodney Glassman. And we were able to pull the transcripts of those recordings. And Rodney Glassman, in those uh, transcripts, and again, this is all well documented, uh, he told John Hinckley Jr. that uh, in order for him to win her love, he would have to shoot Ronald Reagan. Holy yep. shit. Yep. So the man. You might have blown up. The Republican AG primary. Well, that might be the one thing that gets his base to see what a nutbag he is. Because if he tried to kill their savior, the god Ronald Reagan, right? right. Well, then I mean, we might be—you might have saved us from the apocalypse. Wow, from I'm, the Rodneyocalypse. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping this story gets a little bit of leg wow. again. All verified. That's amazing research uh, by that uh, by that dog and cat. That dog did a great. That job. That dog did a great job. I will yeah. say this: for not having opposable thumbs, <laughs> Maud very good at going. I mean, it's amazing because Maud has never known my name or any other words in English or any right. other language. Right. But she can Google the shit out of Rodney well, Glassman. And I realized when I put our crack research team on this, I thought to myself, I don't want pe I, I don't want to put people on it because people actually understand. They have human level logic. Right. They understand causality. Right. Uh, they're they're capable of reading and for I need somebody, reason. Reason. Yeah. I need somebody at Rodney Glassman's level. Which uh, and now I you know I love you, but now I feel like you're insulting Maud. I sat Maud down. Okay. And I said, Maud, can you please dumb this down to <laughs> see now? Okay, I'm with you. And with and Maud. Uh, uh, first of all, headbutted me a few times for pets, which she I likes, took to me. She yes. likes that. Uh, and then she wandered away to lay down, which I felt. And then it's I probably delivered. a very Glassman maneuver, right, actually. Is right. Make your demand, then go lay down. Right. And and I told my cat, I told Jack the same thing as well, and he didn't even wake up. So I'm like, <laughs> Bingo. he's good to go. Exactly. So he was way ahead of the curve on this one. So yes. So, so you've heard it here first, folks. Rodney Glassman tried to kill Ronald Reagan, the Saint Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're a true Republican, mm -hmm. if you really believe in mm -hmm. limited government and using the power of the government to protect you from the government, 
then really is Rodney Clant, Rodney Glassman the candidate for you? I don't know if he is. Now, at the same time, I will say this. John Hinckley Jr., and I actually didn't know this until I was looking at this. I knew John Hinckley Jr. went to a mental institution because mm-hmm. of, of, of quote-unquote insanity. That's what the deep state wants you to believe. They're um, covering for the Rodman. They're, they're covering for the Rodman. Oh, uh, but what I will say is if, if there is... If you're looking for an alternative candidate in the Arizona AG, maybe take a look at John Hinckley Jr. I don't know if he's declared to run or not. I don't know if he's signed up for writing. I mean, he can't be any worse than Ron Watkins than a shoe who's running for Congress. Right, exactly. He can't be worse than any of the other Republicans running for statewide office in this state. Right. Also, probably better than Abraham uh, Hamad, the guy with the gun. So I know we're, we we went past that segment and, and, and went into this one, but let me do a quick callback. So Hamda. Hamada. Hamada. Uh, Andrew Gould, you said, was the, the number Number two. two. Yeah. I forgot to ask this, so let's ask this now, and this might be a good note for us to wrap up on. Um, sexy gun pick? No sexy gun pick. No, he, he was a loser in the sexy gun pick contest. You know who has the sexy gun pick? Yeah, Abraham has a real fucking sexy gun but pick. But you know who else has a sexy gun pick? But, uh, Bob McWhorter. John Hinckley Jr. Oh, it all ties back, back together. Around. It all comes around. Yep. Well, that makes sense. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up for the uh, Glass from the Past and the Rod Report. Right. Yeah. I, I think that covers everything. Don't forget, uh, the Glass Rod has officially induced... Uh, induced. <laughs> <laughs> the glass rod induces a lot of we things. We induce a lot of things. We induce seizures. We <laughs> mostly nausea. <laughs> lots of contempt. Yeah, contempt is number one. Yeah, we we, have, we induce the hell out of this shit. We have uh, unofficially endorsed John Hinckley Jr. for Arizona Attorney General. <laughs> no, we have not. <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> We're gonna go with it. We um, are not. Not that's not right. <laughs> that's wrong. All right. Uh, Don't forget to check out our website. Check out our website. Theglassrod.com. And uh, I I know I announced this on social media, but for those of you that uh, don't follow us on social media for some reason and only listen to us on the podcast, uh, you should now, the podcast should be live on all of your favorite search engines. You've obviously already found it if you're listening to it, but if you got friends... They can just search on iTunes. They can search on Google. It's all there. So it'll be super easy for you all to find. I'm hoping our viewership for the last episode... It was over 50. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wait, isn't so, that down 30 from the 80 we had from episode well, 2? All right. So the current numbers... <laughs> I feel like we're trending in the wrong direction. There was a lull and a, a peak. The, the first ended up over 100. Wow. We took a lull on episode 2 and episode 3 bounced back up. So we're hoping we're on well, the upswing good. again. So. That's good. And also, like we said at the end of every episode, we would love to have guest hosts. We would love to interview you. Uh, if anybody would like to join us. For the love of God. I can't we're ima- practically... I can't imagine why anybody doesn't want to go on record shitting on the next attorney general. But we are practically begging you. I have said this before and I will say this again. We are not too good for anybody. No, we are far worse than everybody. <laughs> we will gladly have you on. Uh, theglassrod at gmail.com. Uh, Jeremy, you'll be shocked to know that since we started that Gmail account about four months ago, we've gotten precisely zero emails. <laughs> and again! Which is shocking because you usually even get an email from Gmail <laughs> right. saying, Welcome to Gmail. We didn't even get that. We the, the, the one email I believe we have, which went directly to the spam filter, was a uh, some business uh, reaching out to us telling us that they do not want to extend our car warranty. No. <laughs> <laughs> they are not interested in our SRO business. Right. <laughs> Don't even bother calling. Right. All right. I yeah, think that's about it. That's it. So All right. We'll see you guys next whenever we put out the next one. Party, they love the governor. And when
you need her, you do too. Now you flip flopping, it does bother me. Does the conscience ever bother you? Do you tell the truth?